What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Palazzo Podcast presents The Diamond in the Rough In the Rough In the Rough The Diamond in the Rough That's right Who are the players that are sneaking past you Just missing you Not a single player that you see coming But one that you will need A player that will make a difference on your fantasy team The Diamonds in the Rough Are going to be revealed to you today On the latest edition of the Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Join your hosts, Christopher Neary and Michael Govier, as they give you the diamonds in the rough. Plus, Jared Kelnick heading to the minor leagues, unfortunately. Clayton Kershaw to the IL. Are you surprised? Well, you should not be at all. It's the Palazzo Podcast. Don't forget to sign up for the free Discord. Go to the Palazzo Podcast Twitter feed, two L's, two Z's. This show's going to be a doozy. So strap yourself in, get your notepad out, and get ready to learn because it's business time on the Palazzo Podcast. Take it away, boys! Utah, give me two. Hey, welcome to the Palazzo Podcast. It's Friday afternoon, 2.34 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Christopher Neary and Michael Govier here with you. We do the show every week the best we can with as much information as possible and in the most bozo fashion as well. Uh, Chris, it's Friday. You got a weekend of games coming up. That's fun. Uh, what else is going on? We got something cool happening? Anything fun happening in life? Is life uh, fun? Yeah, my lawnmower just got fixed. Uh, it's been in the hey! shop for two weeks, so I'm going to be able to get out there and... Uh, do some landscaping this weekend, and 
finally cut my damn lawn, which is it looks like a jungle out there, man. I'm I'm like the embarrassing guy on the block. Oh no. Yeah. I never gave a fuck about that. It, people take it so seriously. I know property <laughs> values and blah blah blah, but this obsession with mowing the lawn all the time, it's such a such a very, very like obedient thing to do and i I don't agree with it in fact i really don't like it i don't mind mowing lawns easier than it's ever been now because you have headphones and all these podcasts to listen to and it's just never been easier but i still think it's bad for the environment at times especially when it's hot as hell and like you got everybody mowing their lawn on a 95 degree day it's pretty brutal and it's not good so well it's supposed to be it's supposed to be no mow may right now uh no mow may but people in Ann Arbor don't give a shit. Everybody's just mowing. mowing, mowing Hideo away. no mow may? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, re- I really enjoy it ever since I was a kid. I mean, I, I've been mowing the lawn since I was like nine, ten years old. So I enjoy it. Yeah, I'm trying to think the first time I actually mowed the lawn. It might not have been until we moved to Heartland in like 91, 92. And it was a riding mower. So I, I yeah. broke in on a riding mower. That's fun. And one time we... I was mowing the lawn. All my friends came over. I was in seventh grade. So this would have been 92, 93. And they're like, hurry up, dude. Come on. Finish this up. And all the neighborhood kids wanted to get it done so we could go do whatever hijinks we were going to do. And two of my friends jumped on the back of the seat while we were, (laughs) we had a ditch in the front yard. So we're going down the ditch and then coming up the ditch. There was too much weight on the back of it. The thing flipped up in the air, straight up. And we all fell off backwards. And it was Coming right down at us as we were looking skyward. I was like, oh, my God, this thing's going to land on me. And I, like, spun out of the way. And, oh, man, it was, I got in big trouble. That was bad. <laughs> See, you had a traumatic experience. That's why you don't enjoy uh, mowing. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's I possible. I guess it's be. it's different when it becomes into, like, home ownership and all that stuff. And yeah, you, know, you got to gotta impress the neighbors. And the guy across the street, Kevin, he's lived there for, like, 50 years. He's, like, he's like King Landscape. Oh. In, wow. in the neighborhood so uh I, I had to borrow his mower at the end of last year because my mower shit the bed and then i waited too long this spring to take mine in and then i finally took it in they're like yeah it'll be two weeks i'm like two weeks my lawn is out of control right now it's like wow jungles dude. In platoon right now <laughs> two weeks yeah but uh, jeff whiteley's in the live chat which you guys can also be a part of he says how's the softball career going well uh me and deary played monday night that was fun remember that deary <laughs> Yeah, I've been icing my legs ever since. Uh, isn't it shocking that it's just softball, but you're sore, aren't you? It was three days ago, four days ago now. Yeah, it's odd because, I mean, I, I've been consistently on the treadmill, you know, here and there. I mean, my diet's been shit this year, but, you know, I've been on the treadmill three, four days a week just to keep my heart rate going well. Oh, really? And keep my cardiovascular up. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I got off the field and drove home on Monday night, and my hammy hurt, my quads hurt, I'm rubbing cbd lotion on it using the roller i bet your obliques are sore it's got to be sore in the arm too probably my uh yeah like my lower back was hurting i'm like what is going on i mean i hadn't played in seven years i'm actually uh quite surprised how decently i played on monday i made a couple you're a lousy fucking softball player well that's not true deary's an excellent softball player we all had a great time we lost both games though jeff didn't go well last night i played on my thursday team and I really did something to me. I've never had this injury. This is a brand new injury for me. It's under here. It's under like the armpit. It feels like a massive bruise here. You got to stretch, uh, man. No, it. It's did a. You... It's not. It's not a sore arm. It's like uh... I hurt myself. I. There's guy hit this pop up to right. I was playing right field. It was right on the right field line. So I hauled ass to the line to get it. I got there and I'm like, okay, it's gonna go with my glove. We're good. And somehow, next thing I know, I'm on the ground. 
And I had like seven <laughs> bobbles. Seven bobbles with the ball, but I still caught it. I, this is nice. I wish nice. there was video of this thing. It, oh. it was so incredibly stupid, but still amazing because I thought I had it after two bobbles and then whoop, whoop, slipped up again. It never hit the ground, though. It was, I was, I was, it's a mixed bag. I felt good about it, but I also felt like a jackass about it because it was kind of a doofus play. But I did not drop that ball. It was called a catch and that ended the inning. And then I was just left with this pain. It all oh. happened so fast. I'm like, what did I do? How did, did I land on this side? I don't know. So that's how it goes. But I love playing. It's a beautiful night last night. Under the lights. We start yeah. at 845. We don't get done till like 1115. So oh, that's, that's cool. I, lo- I like that. It's fun. Yeah. Donovan Miller's here. Made it. Oh, yeah. Donovan, I haven't seen you in a minute. Good to have you here, brother. Always a pleasure to see you. And Jeff says, Father Time, undefeated. That is true, Jeff. I've heard that from the elders all my life. Phil's here. What's up? Phil's part of the uh, Prospect Power Half Hour, which we do every Tuesday at 5 p.m. And we just did a show about projections for prospects and what we think will happen this week, Deary. We did uh, several of them, like George Kirby, Royce Lewis, Jose Miranda, all the big hits. And, oh, even uh, Alex Fiedo of our Tigers. And okay. I was in – I was not as excited about Fiedo, but Phil was more excited about Fiedo. Did you see Fiedo uh, play this week? He's looked okay through two starts. Um, he gave up a ton of hits in his first start, but not a, not a lot of runs. And I think he struck out five. And I think, if I heard correctly, he had 17 swings and misses the other day, which is encouraging. He's never going to win a game because the Tigers can't score more than two runs a game. But, uh, you know, it's encouraging. Oh, that's not very nice, Deary. Why would you say something like team, that? Come on. This team is so, so depressing. Oh, it's bad. They're the worst team in baseball, and it's not even really that close right now, frankly. The Reds... We're struggling, but they've turned it on over the last 10 days. They're scoring a lot of runs, and they're right there with the Tigers record-wise now. So that narrative is dead. Go Tigers. That's right. Go yeah. Tigers. What the Reds scored 14 runs yesterday. The Tigers have t- scored over <laughs> 10 runs once, and I, I don't even know how many times they've scored below three runs. I mean, they went, like, mm. what, 35 innings without even scoring. This, this team is just garbage. Absolute garbage. I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't know. What, what are you going to do, fire Hinch? You're not going to do that. He might be the best part of your team. No. It, it's all uh, – everyone's – the new narrative is building, Geary, about the Tigers, Tigers. And it says, well, everybody who had career years last year has regressed to the norm. But nobody was saying that coming into the season, like Jonathan Scope and Robbie Grossman and players like that. Yeah. I, don't like Sco- I didn't like Scope, so I'm going to take credit on that because he's just not the guy who hits for 270, 280 average. He's not really been that guy. And I, I said that in the preseason. But yeah. I also didn't like Grossman. And Grossman's actually been okay. Like, his OBP's all right, but he's not hitting for power. There's no power. Austin Meadows still has, I think, zero, zero home runs. Zero, Isn't that zero, true? Zero home runs. The leader in Holy RBIs God. on this team is Javi Baez. And, and Baez, I, I swear to God, I could strike out Baez. I'll just throw everything four feet outside that moves, and he'll swing at, like, 75% chance he swings at it. I bet you would, Panama Red. Yeah, I, be, I believe that. I believe that, too. <laughs> But I still love Javi. And I actually did bench him for this weekend for the first time because I got to get some other bats in there. And I just need to see it a little bit more before I put him back in my lineup. It's just very sad. Anyways, uh, we got plenty to talk about. Today's show is called The Diamond in the Rough. The Diamond in the Rough. We're going to tell you who you guys can find in the rough, in the waiver wire. I know the rosters. People are just sitting there. We're looking for low-key not necessarily less rostered players, but less heralded and less 
useful players that aren't getting a lot of run but could benefit you down the road. And that'll have to do with peripheral stats that show a lot of promise and things of that nature. So that's today's show on the Plazo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Follow Chris Deary. Give me two. C. Deary, 1999. MJ Govier. G-O-V is in Victor I-E-R. And, of course, the Plazo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. I said that. Uh, Jeff says, how bad is Javi Baez? Chris, you seem to be pretty negative about Javi Baez. So can you be a little bit more uh, objective? this is the norm. <laughs> this is what you're going to get from him. He's going to strike out 35% of the time. And you just hope he can hit 25 home runs and steal 10 bags, but nobody on the Tigers are stealing bags either. That's the analysis. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> he's not, he's not a great player. He's, he's going to have spurts where he's going to help you out. But, uh, I mean, out, out of all of those shortstops that were available, I mean, he was probably my third or fourth option out of it. I mean, I'm glad they did something. Um, you know, they have him for two years and then he can walk. That's true. Okay. Look, Javi Baez is a guy I really expected a, a big, big year from him. I thought he was going to thrive and you know, that's not over yet, but with the way offense looks this year, we all know the story. The ball's been changed and offense sucks, but guys like Aaron judge have 11 home runs. Uh, you know, Mike Stanton, he's doing his thing. There's certain guys that the ball doesn't seem to be impacting their game too much. Now these are some of the better players in baseball. I get it. Mike Trout's killing it, but Austin Meadows is not this bad. Javi Baez is not this bad. He should have more steals, too. That's a problem. You know, I was thinking about steals because steals have been up across baseball, Deary, all season. Mm -hmm. And a guy like Trevor Story, who hit his first home run the other day. Way to go, Trevor Story! You did it! It's funny. I I had just talked about him the other day as a a buy-low guy right now. And, uh, yeah, he crushed that one to center. (laughs) He did. He got his first home run. But... If you were drafted Trevor Story on the Red Sox and you were thinking he's going to be stealing bags like he used to, that was a big mistake because the Red Sox already showed you who they are. They're not stealing bags. They don't do that. They don't steal bases. They're the worst team in baseball when it comes to stealing bases, and it wasn't just this year. It's last year, and mm-hmm. that's just how it goes. So Javi Baez, though, was a guy I considered could easily have a 20 stolen base season. And the, you know, we play in a big park, and A.J. Hinch... Seems like a guy who would not be afraid to do that, but where he is in the lineup, it might be indicative of a guy who won't steal much. I mean, him and Mike Trout, they're not stealing bags at all, and they kind of hit in the same part of the lineup. That's too bad. Well, that was the one thing that the Tigers did really well at last year is everybody seemed to be stealing bags. Robbie Grossman had had over 20, Badu had over 20, so you're like, oh, man, you're going to inject Baez into the lineup, who stole 18 last year, and he's said double digits i think five or six times in his career you'd expect something to happen now javi was out for a little bit he was on the dl for 10 days and he's just now starting to come back so i mean maybe maybe things start heating up and maybe starts starts running on the on the bases but it's also situational um it 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 seems like when he does get on base he's usually on second base or he actually walked the other day which was amazing but also like does the game dictate a time for him to be able to steal a base and the tigers don't seem to put the bat on the ball enough to get like hit and runs going but like they they really need something to inject this lineup and do i still think javi baez steals 10 to 15 bases sure i I absolutely think he can do that will he bat 265 like he did last year maybe maybe it's closer to 250 uh you know we'll, we'll we'll see but it's may it's like halfway through may now so this is like when people are starting to you know supposed to heat up it's been a wild week for pitching because there are guys just getting murdered across the board and two of my head to head leagues 
I have some pretty decent pitchers. My ERA is over eight in both of those leagues with like 35 <gasps> in it, with like 35 innings pitched. The, the good news is that my offense has been good and I have a really good bullpen. So I'll be able to steal some categories there. But man, there's been some super blow up so far this week. <laughs> there sure has. I actually put that on Twitter the other day and I'm like, is this a really, really bad week for blow ups or am I just crazy? And looks like people didn't necessarily agree with me. Uh, Jeff in the live chat says, Badoo is bad. Oh, man. He's Remember that song? That's my dad's ringtone on his phone. It is. It's like the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. I'm like, what? Dad, when were you this George Thorogood fan? I never heard him <laughs> listen to that ever in my life. <laughs> I always associate that song with like bikers and shit. Exactly. So my dad is the furthest thing from that. I, yeah, no offense to uh, he's a fine man. He's just not who he is. Uh, Jared. What's up, Jared? Jared is one of our big patrons. First off, round of applause to Jared. He's a dedicated patron and a massive part of the Discord, which is free. And you can be a part of it. Go to the Palazzo Podcast Twitter feed. Two L's, two Z's. It's all at the top. The Patreon and the Discord. It's all available for you. He says, Colin Moran, maybe? Short-term waiver wire ad. Sure, why not? I mean, he's got some pop, and he's playing, and the Reds have nothing to lose. So if you want to ride a little bit of a streak here and get a little bit of power in a very power-starved environment, I got no beef with that. Do you, Deary? No, he's got 21 RBIs, which is double than anybody on the Tigers through 80 plate appearances. And yeah, yeah, I mean, he's not going to steal any bases. He's pretty much been a bit player the last few years for Pittsburgh. But now he's over here in Cincinnati and we all love that ballpark. Uh, You know, maybe 15 home runs, you know, could be possible. But, you know, the RBIs are looking really, really nice right now. And, you know, I'm going to talk about this later. Like sometimes you got to take chances and stream guys that you're going to get for maybe two, three weeks that might get hot. Look at Mikel Franco about four weeks ago. He had this great huge week and, you know, he's still hitting 280, dude. He's still hitting 280. Rowdy Telez last week just went nuts at that seven, eight RBI game. And uh, sure, he's cooled off a little bit. But like Rowdy's not a Rowdy's not a streamer, though. No, no. But he was available in a lot of leagues. Oh, okay. Fair. Uh, fair. Very, 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 fair, fair. Donovan Miller. Hello, Donovan. How you doing, Donovan? How's life? You know, I think Donovan, I think, they call me Miller Yellow. Remember that dumb song, Derry? Yeah, sure. That's not what I Actually, think of when I think of Donovan. <laughs> no? What no. do you think of, uh, let's see, what do I think of, what else do you think of when you think of Donovan? Uh, Donovan Mitchell, maybe? Oh, well, he's overrated. Oh, Landon, Landon Donovan. Old oh, the player. soccer player. That's right. Landon Donovan. Yeah. Probably he was like a midfielder. Greatest U.S. soccer player ever. And he really wasn't any good. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Donovan says I dropped. Also, the most popular Donovan song is usually the one you see in the movies a lot. The hurdy gurdy man. It's in Zodiac. I love Zodiac. It's a great film. I dropped. Venture. I don't know why I'm rambling. I dropped Robbie Grossman for Jorge Soler this morning in a head-to-head league. Times are tough. That's a great ad. Jorge Soler can crush the shit out of the ball, and I would absolutely have him over my Robbie Grossman Tiger any day of the week. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, th- this is a guy who hit close to 50 home runs a couple of years ago in Can- in Kansas City. Yeah, 27 last year. It's a great lineup. He's going to bat you know anywhere from the top of that lineup to the middle of the lineup. So tons of RBI opportunities and big time power. So I would do that all day because I don't think we're seeing 20 bags and 20 uh, home runs again this year from good old Robbie Grossman. 
Oh. Wow, dude. Uh, Donovan says, I was created by that song. Maybe you were. Who knows? I mean, you put question marks by it, so it's unclear. But I'll take your word for it. All right. So let's get into some business. It's business time here on the Palazzo Podcast. And on today's business session, just want to remind you about that Discord. It's been fantastic. It's been so cool. And you guys have been killing it. And I've been starting to do, for the exclusive patrons, we have a Patreon channel that's just a voice channel and we did our i did the first ama last sunday and it's basically like a twitter spaces or a clubhouse it's just audio so we can all sit in there and you guys can ask questions and i'm gonna do it again this sunday at 3 p.m eastern time just come on by if you're if you're a patron you gotta be a patron first i mean on the discord we got a ton of other channels you can do a lot of free stuff it's very very beneficial trust me and we got like i don't know like 30 channels in there i keep we made the russell crowe channel this week which was hilarious <laughs> Are you just talking Russell Crowe movies? Talking about proof of life? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just we just put in like uh, Russell Crowe gifts. That's all it is. It's just uh, every day there's a, someone feels like dropping a Russell Crowe gift, they throw one in there, and that's pretty much it. So if you're into that, you got to be a part of our Discord. It's we have a lot of fun, but we also have tons of information. We got guys like Crosby Spencer in there. He's a master of X stats. If you want to know more about X stats, we created. His own channel, too, which is also free in the Discord. And again, you can find the Discord link in the live chat, which I've dropped in this chat here. But it's also available at the Twitter feed at the top of the page. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Lots of Give me two. So that's pretty much all I have to say about that. But we got so many guys like Phil Goyed and uh, Ben Chase. Follow Ben Chase. Big Gentle Ben on Twitter. This guy knows scouting. He knows rookies and prospects so damn well. I'm not kidding. I'm not just hyping it up. Go see for yourself. Just get in there and find out in the Plaza Podcast Discord because you'd be doing yourself a favor if you want to get a lot of free info because Ben's not shy about just, hey, let's just talk. Let's talk about a prospect. Who you got? Who you thinking of? And I think that's cool. So thank you very much. You're a fine man, Mr. Benjamin. So uh, what else is there, dear? There's more business to attend to. Oh, I wanted to shout out Patrick because he came up with the Russell Crowe channel. So. <laughs> thank you, Patrick. Patrick's a... Uh, been a loyal Palazzo listener for a couple years now. And the Russell Crowe, I love that. He came up with that. That's why it's so much fun. You never know what kind of ideas people are going to come up with in there. Uh, I mentioned that. AMAs on Sundays. Uh, shout outs to Richard Sands. Richard wrote an article about going from first to worst in the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. I wanted to give him a shout out for that as well. Richard, there was a great article. You can find it on baseball pods website which is a guy if you don't know what baseball pods is he covers like every baseball pod out there he knows all of them right and he allows richard to write on his website he has a website and it's about going from first to worst of the plaza invitational and i thought it was a really great article so please go follow richard go follow baseball pods on twitter and find that because it was a really good article i think we mentioned it last week but i want to mention it again dear i like how you go Baseball pods. It's this guy. It's not. You know, he has a name. His name is Chris. <laughs> well, other thing I know he likes to say that like, is I don't. Well, he likes to keep some an anonymity there, so that's why I call him Baseball Pods. I, sometimes he doesn't want to be known as that. I don't know. So I just try to respect him. That's all. Just trying to be fair to you, Mister Baseball Pods. You're a fine man. But check out Baseball Pods on Twitter and Richard Sands, the Richard Sands on Twitter. Good stuff. Richard really knows the game too. He's also in our discord providing quality content analysis to help you make decisions on your lineups and fab decisions and yada 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 so 
Do it. And next is head-to-head rankings. I try to put out my head-to-head rankings every Friday. Uh, Deary might do it once in a while. If he could ever do it, he might do that one day. I believe you'll do it one day, Deary. I know. You have a job, so life is tough, and I don't <laughs> I expect you to be able to keep up on that shit. You do. I, I, I got to take care uh, of the lawn. <laughs> yeah, right. You got to take care of that lawn, man. I'm so excited. So head-to-head rankings are... <laughs> that is bizarre. That is so bizarre. Head-to-head rankings are available through the Patreon, so if you want to get that every week you don't get head-to-head rankings as much out there and providing that on the plus podcast patreon on uh my fan tracks article comes out every monday baseball confidential fantasy baseball confidential to be specific and you can catch that every monday on fantrackshq.com plus tons of other great writers on there like marty tallman and eric cross of course uh bubba casey bubba you do want to be using fantraxhq.com great place for analysis and of course subscribe to the youtube channel dearie we're four away from 300 can you believe that we're almost there i can't, i mean it was such a climb to get to 100 now we're almost up to 300 it, it feels good it's a, it's a nice victory for us. by september that gets doable i think that is doable yeah, now, that you got, now that you got jalen rose commenting on your articles <laughs> Dude, I mean, Jalen Rose retweets your article. I don't care if some it's lackey sweet. It's controls amazing. it. It was sweet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't expect to hear anything on that at all. I just was listening to Jalen and Jacoby the other day, and he talked about his his most impressive or most memorable game when he was yeah. at Michigan. It was this 34-point outburst after he got benched playing Madden with Chris Webber the day before. So I was like, oh, what a great story. I wanted to go dig up the uh, box score if I could, and I went to Sports it. Reference originally, and then I found it on the Michigan Daily, through which is the Michigan University of Michigan uh, college paper. It's been around for a long time, and now they have them all on this website through the University of Michigan. They're all archived, and I found it, and I posted it, and Jalen retweeted it. He hashtagged something. Do you know what that hashtag was? Did you see that? He uses it a lot. I was trying to figure that out today. I have no idea. He uses it on like almost anything he posts or retweets. Yeah, it's like a bunch of letters. So it's an acronym for something. Figure it out. I don't yeah, know what it is. Figure it out. But either way, it was really cool. Uh, thanks. Shout out to Jalen, of course. Stand up and shout Jalen Rose. Love Jalen Rose. We don't really talk about him enough on this show, but we—it's always been my favorite of the Fab Five. I think. I agree. Yeah, he was mine too. He was excellent NBA player too. I mean, people forget he was a Sixth Man of the Year one year. He was, I think, second team All Defense. He was a really quality NBA player for more than a decade. Yeah, he could have been better, probably. He might tell you that too, frankly. Um, who knows? I mean, he was he was averaging twenty points a game with his junior year at Michigan. I mean, that's yeah. like elite in the Big Ten. So, anyways, that was cool. Jalen Rose, you the man. Jalen Jacoby is a quality show. If you never watch it or listen to it, check it out. And reliever recon. I always do this once in a while for Greg Jewett and company. They're doing great, legitimate, quality, useful information about relievers, closers for holds and saves and high. Leverage relievers and the reliever who might take a closer role next. All available with Reliever Recon. Follow Greg Jewett on Twitter or go to Patreon. Check out Reliever Recon and sign up. It's three bucks or five bucks a month. It's very cheap, very reasonable. And uh, I've been doing the He Left Us on Twitter, which is the daily left on base leaders. And I do it, try to do it every day on Twitter. And I use the gift from Jurassic Park of He Left Us! He Left Us! And it's fun. And it's fun to see who keeps leaving people on base. And you start to see a lot of the same names over and over again. And in fact, this week, Deary, we've had some record high numbers. Evan Longoria left eight on base, and so did Cody Bellinger left eight on base yesterday. That's a lot. That's a yeah, big number. Yeah, I've been number. seeing 
been seeing anywhere from like six to eight. It seems like all these guys are on my team, which is so frustrating. Yeah, it's a huge bummer. Somebody, I can't remember who it was. Somebody already had like a big game and they still left like six more guys on base. So it just goes to show you, it doesn't, it just shows you missed opportunities and like what could have been. And maybe who's getting those opportunities more frequently is the kind of player you want to get in touch with or avoid if you feel like they don't have that clutch, uh, you know, that clutch trait that is needed to drive runners in and score a position. So. And finally, five-star review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, please, five-star review. Spotify, we only have 13 reviews. I feel like we can do better than that because I know I look at the stats on Spotify and more than 13 of you use Spotify to listen to the Plaza Podcast. So please just click on the five-star rating. That's all you got to do on Spotify. It's that easy. Apple Podcasts, a little more complicated. You got to write a quick review. If you could do that, help the show grow. We'd be very grateful for that. Thank you so very much. All right, there it is. That's all the business that's fit to print. That was fun. And uh, this is the Plaza Podcast. We're live. Christopher Deary, Michael Govier, Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Utah. Always a good time. We try to do the best we can here. We try to give you a show that, you know, it's worth your time. A show that you feel like, hey, you know what? These guys are like friends and they're kind of like our buddies, but they also know what they're talking about. You do think that's a pretty cool feed that we got going on, Deary? I'm looking at these cards right here. This is like board game I got. It's called Most Likely To. Yeah, I'm not even paying attention to what you're saying. And some of these are really funny. <laughs> one, one of the questions. Uh, so most likely to make sure their friends get more fucked up than they do. Blacks out and denies it. Knows too much about Disney movies. I don't know. I thought the- what, it was that apples to apples. Yeah, it's similar. It's called uh, Most Likely To. It's just this like kind of card game. It's just like, you know, questions or whatever. I think we could actually uh, incorporate this into fantasy baseball. Maybe I'll uh, put together a little game for next week. All right. Well, on that note, let's get into leading <laughs> off. <laughs> Leading off, we usually start off with our catch of the day, the first catch of the day. Good. Our first catch of the day. And today, um, I don't know, I kind of left it open, dearie. Did anybody come to mind that you want to talk about? You're like, you know what? I got to say, this is the catch of the day. So who is it, dearie? Well, I I think it's just the New York Yankees overall. I mean, Jesus, they're 23-8 and eight right now. Uh, I expected them to have a good season, but... You know, looking, I was looking at ADPs for uh, Aaron Judge at the start of the season. He was anywhere from like 30 to 35. This guy's a top three player right now. He's got 11 home runs on the season. A guy like John Carlos Stanton, who's always been able to murder the ball. I mean, who hits the ball harder than John Carlos Stanton? Maybe just Aaron Judge. He had a huge game last night with six RBIs. Uh, Glaber Torres had a five yeah. RBI game the other day with the yeah. home run. Uh, I wish Glaber would get. He's starting to get more playing time now because they haven't, you know, really been giving Kiner Falefa a ton of run. And, you know, they've been moving around with uh, LeMahieu and Rizzo. But, like, uh, they, they, they started really Marwin nice. last night. That sucked. Yeah, yeah. And then, Gla- and then Glaber came in. You know, he, he was in that doubleheader the day before. Um, but I was watching MLB Network last night, and they were talking about Glaber's swing and how he's become more patient at the plate. He's he's less fidgety. He had a lot of stuff going on with his lower half and wagging the the bat a lot, and he's a lot more stable at the plate now, which seems to have helped him out. And then DJ LeMay is back as well. He's batting over 300. Uh, so this Yankees offense is really rolling. But you know what's been amazing has been their pitching staff as well. Nestor Cortez took a no-hitter into the eighth inning the other day. Um in terms of giving up runs uh, allowed in the league, they're second uh, best in the league. They've given up the second 
uh, least amount of home runs. They're third in ERA. This this team is just a juggernaut. And there's tons of just fantasy options out there. Uh, most of these guys are already rostered, but geez, man, they've been uh, really killing the ball, and you know they've been great on the bump this year. Uh, Chapman's been good closing games down. They've had an excellent bullpen all year. I mean, the game last night it was a seven seven game. Uh, and then all of a sudden, with two outs last night against the White Sox, the White Sox bullpen just completely imploded. Joe Kelly walks four guys, and the Yankees put up a seventh spot with two outs last night. So everything seems to be rolling right now for New York. Oh, Nelly, there's no doubt about it. Hey, it's a New York state of mind. I'm in a New York state of mind. A lot of songs today on the show. Sorry about that, guys. But the Yankees are always going to be a target of mine. I will challenge them. The Midwest has plenty of wonderful people here that know baseball, and we have a lot of great teams. So I'm always going to ride or die for the Midwest first and foremost. Credit to the Yankees. They're doing well. Good for them. But you're not going to get my favor. You won't <laughs> curry any support from me, and I want to make that clear. If I hear the Yankees, this is what happens in my mind. If you oh, noticed on Monday, I wore a Yankees hat on the on the softball field. I did notice that, um, <laughs> but you know that's a minor detail. I'll let that go. You're, you know, his wife is a pro Yankees lady. Shout out to you, Christina. Shout. Out. <laughs> All right, that's fun. Congratulations, Yankees. Keep up the good work. Let's talk about the Paul Ozzo Podcast Invitational, which is the yearly league, the annual league that me and Deary run with uh, as many people that want to join up. What is the Paul Ozzo Podcast Invitational, Deary? We get. Do we have five or six leagues this year? Cinco. Cinco? Okay, so we got five leads, leagues. It's a uh, draft and hold. You draft 50 players, and we got over five leagues this year. Of course, Richard Sands is the defending champ. He wrote that amazing article uh, out there that you can find about how it's all kind of falling apart for him this year. Uh, but, yeah, Palazzo <laughs> Podcast this year. Uh, Mike and I are not in the same league in Palazzo Podcast. Uh, I'm middle of the road right now. I'm sixth. Uh, you know, highlights for me, Trout and Judge have been absolutely amazing for me. I'm first in home runs. I'm first in RBIs. I'm first in average. But a couple of my lowlights, uh, Jose Barrios has been an absolute garbage oh, can man. filled with poop this year. And Ian Anderson hasn't been very good this year either. So uh, looking to make some big fab moves this weekend. Fab is going to be nuts on Sunday. Really interested to see how high George Kirby goes for. Oh, really, fool? Okay, Ooh, yes. that's fun. All right, so... Let's take, oh, we're, oh my God, we're in the, that's weird. Okay, so here's the overall standings for the Plaza Podcast Invitational, because there is an overall component. Like Deary said, there's five leagues. Right now, Brock Miller, Brock this monster, is dominating so far this season. Congratulations, Brock. You deserve it. Let's World fucking wide. That's pretty cool. Good for you, Brock. Uh, second place is Greg Jewett from Reliever Recon. See, he, not only does he know relievers, but he's a good fantasy player as well. Luke Plansky, you're in third. Congratulations, Luke. I don't really know Luke. He's a secret person to me, but I would like to know him, dearie. Sounds like a nice guy. And then, of course, John Fish, legend himself. Love you, Fish. And then top five, Sean Blott. So if you look at the overall points, Brock has 626 overall, and the fifth place spot has 560. So that's a pretty big gap. Brock's got a nice lead right now. But as you look on the change here where it says change on the right-hand side, Points can change radically. Look, Robert Sherwood in sixth place went down 26 points. So you could have a big shift in the points because it's still early and there should be a lot more 
radicalness going on. Uh, Chris Where Deary, you you're uh, Deary, you're 26 right there. Tied with Kevin Hastings of the much, On The Wire podcast. Shout out to Kevin. Much better than last year for myself. I was, uh, me and Steve Paulo were bringing up the rear last year, but uh, better performance so far this year. Where are you at, Mike? Look at that. What? I can't see anything. You can't see anything? No, you're not sharing God anything. God damn it! This whole yeah. time I've been thinking you guys have been looking at this with me. No! Oh, my God, I'm such a jackass. Oh, Bob. Oh, God. There you go. There's an error I am. What do I get this right? I'm trying to do too many things at once on this show. That's my bad, guys. I'm trying to show screen, uh, make sure I'm doing the audio over here and host the show and think about baseball in an analytical way all at once. And I guess I failed there. That's my bad. But here it is now, live on the screen. For those of you that are listening to the pod, we have the standings up on the screen. And I'm in 67th place, dearie, out of 75. All right. Bring it up the rear. You got to represent the Palazzo pod. What you know happened? what's funny, though? What? What? I'm number Why is one. It not working out? Last year, I was. I had no saves. All I had was Lucas Sims who could get saves. It was really, really bad. This year, yeah. I'm number one in saves. <laughs> so I overcorrected, apparently, because I definitely yeah. got a lot of closers. Yeah, but nothing else going on. Yeah. So it sucks for me right now. And I, you know, I don't quite get it, but they have two big injuries where Tiasco Hernandez, he's back now. And I also drafted Eloy in this league. So that hurts. Uh, there's Chris Verdeer in 26. Like I said, now that you can see it in real time. And there you go. This is the overall standings. Uh, if I show you my team right quick, let's see. Will this work? Let's go here. So, yeah. Uh, Tom Murphy, he's on the IL, so I'm getting zero points at catcher right now. Mm. Kyle Higashioka. Okay. Ty France, of course. There's Javi Baez. I mean, look at this. Ty France, Javi Baez, Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon. Those seem like good players. Canna hit uh, a home run the other night. Yeah, I got Byron Buxton on this team. And I got T. Oscar. Yeah, but Buxton's so, going to be hurt in the next three days. It'll be another DL stint. Yeah, so if you start to look at this, like Sam Hilliard <laughs> in my outfield right now, that's not great. Yeah, then, outfield, outfield doesn't look super strong after uh, Buxton and Canna. But I drafted I mean, Owen yeah, Miller. Remember, this isn't back. a fab league. I drafted Owen Miller, yeah. so that was smart. That worked out. And Josh Rojas came back from the IL. He's okay. Kirilov's been awful. So, yeah, and if you look at uh, all these closers. Uh, Kirilov just just coming back right now. But it is a yeah, but, wrist injury, which is which is frustrating. Right, I don't like it. I wish I, I'm not going to draft him next year unless I see a big change. So then I got Hader, Bender, Knable, Bednar, uh, Pagan, and I thought Whitlock would be a closer. So there's a ton of closers on this team. It's probably and good my, news that Whitlock isn't in the bullpen and he's now kind of spot starting for them. Yeah. So, anyways, this is the of course Lance McCullers. That was an auto pick I didn't want, and that kind of screwed me too. That was at a crucial point where I really could use a starter that was mm-hmm. viable. That's hurting me, and there's just a lot of injuries. Like, you know, Bradley Zimmer, Willie Castro, Carson Kelly, Edward Oliveris, Eloy. I mentioned uh, Nick Fortes. He hasn't been called up at all for the Marlins yet. Anyways, yeah, my team stinks right now, and that's just the way it is. But hey, that's okay. I did the best I could. I tried. It's not easy to do what we do out here. So you win some and you lose some, but you live to fight another day. Right, Derry? You know what that's from? Yeah, Friday. Damn! Very good, Derry. You nailed it. We're live on the Plaza Podcast here. Two L's, two Z's. Follow us on Twitter. Give me two. Sign up for the Discord. It's free. Oh, oh, I forgot this. I want to shout out the Redditors. Okay, so I've been getting into Reddit a lot more over the last two weeks, and I go on the Anything Goes thread, which is just a free-for-all under the subreddit of Fantasy Baseball. And it's a real hit or miss situation. There's some 
some tough cookies in there. They're very harsh at times. Yeah, if you say one thing that's slightly off to them, they'll start downvoting you. I've, I've been downvoted a lot. And one time I was just saying, I posted about Garrett Whitlock getting ripped on Tuesday. He didn't pitch very well. He had like five walks. And yeah. I said, well, disappointing start for Whitlock tonight. But I still believe in him, and I'm looking towards better days. And I got downvoted for that. Like, why? Why? Fucking what trolls, is- man. Trolls. Trolls. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I should know better. I'm, I'm pretty... I'm pretty strong with my awareness of trolls. and But Reddit is a place where there's a lot of people talking at times. And they've also been pretty cool about reading my Fantasy Baseball Confidential. So, yeah, you take the good with the bad. But Reddit, I'm not going to let you get me down. I'm there to help. I'm there to be a positive support to the Anything Goes thread. And I'm trying to get there as much as I can. Uh, Donovan says, that was actually very suspenseful. And I'm not sure what he's referring to now because time's flying by. And Ryan Venancio is here. What's up, Ryan? Good to see you, brother. Ryan is a genius and a wizard with Fantasy Baseball and Numbers. In fact, he was the first guy that turned me on to Anthony Bender last year. And he was one of the reasons I was looking at him as the closer this season. Hasn't He's got the saves, but Bender, I'm not a fan of Bender now. I'm actually getting off the Bender bandwagon this season. He hasn't had a save in over a week. And he just has too they, many blow-ups, too. Yeah, they also brought him in in, I think, the seventh inning the other day. Um, I'm not giving up on him <laughs> yet. Um, I'd actually like to move off of him just because I have three other closers. I have Bard, I have Hendricks, I have Chapman. Uh, so yeah. I kind of like to get off of him. So I, I hope he continues to get the opportunities. Floro just came back, but hasn't they haven't thrown him in in the ninth yet, which is encouraging. That's kind of the one thing I was scared of. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> Reddit, optimism is not allowed. Thanks to Jhook703. Optimism is not allowed on Reddit. And then Ryan says, Reddit is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ryan. Uh, Ryan also says, yeah, he looks like crap now. Shame. And that's in reference to Bender. Yeah. So I don't even know if I like floral, though. I think there's a dream, Deary. There's a fantasy that is developing in the realm of fantasy baseball that Max Meyer will call up eventually and maybe be the closer to minimize his ending. He might get a couple starts, but maybe he turns into the closer so they can keep his innings down. What do you think? I love the idea of him coming up and being kind of that high leverage guy in the the sixth or seventh. And if it starts to work out early, then sure. Maybe he could be a guy that could go with the eighth and the ninth for them. I mean, it's only a matter of time. I think we talked about him last week. It's only a matter of time. This guy comes up, comes up. He's got amazing swing and miss opportunity with that fastball and ridiculous slider. He's, you know, pretty much the highest graded guy right now in the minors in AAA outside of Grayson Rodriguez. So you hope you see him here soon for the fish. Yeah, me too. I would love, he's so good. Max Meyer is as advertised. Trust me on that. Smalls is here. Finally got to check out the pod. What's up, everyone? Good to see you, Smalls. Smalls has been a new recent addition to the Discord. He's been asking questions and, you know, offering advice if he can. You know, anybody who plays this game, they know what they're doing. Like, me and Deary, we're just two regular bozos. We know this game enough because we've been playing it for 20 years. But you guys know it just as much as we do. It's not, it's not like we're on high. We just decided to take it a little bit further. That's all. But we're just your typical bozo fest talking <laughs> baseball. That's all it is. I'm trying to think of like when we started saying bozo all the time. It was probably like, I don't know. Did you say it before you met me like 15 years ago? Yeah, you know, it, it was, it kind of feels like it was a thing that me and Morgan used to say a lot when we were kids. We were younger, like teenagers. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it might have been, but it also might have come into effect maybe around the later 2000s before we did the two bozos, one destiny. Um, oh, yeah, when we turned 30. Yeah. Whatever, whatever yeah, I mean, happened to that that banner, that sign that was Well, made? it hung around, I thought, in the Berkeley garage for a long time. Uh, it was always there. And I don't yeah, know what don't happened know. to it after that. 
But I don't know. When James moved out, I didn't see it in there. Me and Deary have the same birthday, for those of you wondering. And when we turned 30 back in 2010, we had this big event at a park that was near a house we stayed at. And uh, we got this big banner. It said, two bozos, one destiny <laughs> that we put on a, <laughs> a tent with food and drinks and shit. And we had a custom made. It was fun. It was a good time. That was a good birthday. Well, it was a little rainy that day, but, you know, it got better during the day. It kind of cleared up later on. So it was a good time. No rain's going to stop Deary from playing his lawn games or whatever you your backyard, you know, cornhole, ladder ball, whatever it is. Deary's going to play no matter what, rain or shine. That's right. I, will I commend you on that. Wind, dark. At the feast last year, I played in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, yeah. You guys really were pushing it that night. I was like, oh, yeah. Cri- Cri- that- Christian and I won like 12 games in a row just playing in the dark. It's just muscle memory. Once you get that throwdown, it doesn't matter. That's bizarre, but fascinating. I, I do agree with that. All right, well, now let's look at Galarf. This is another league that me and Deary do together, which is with a bunch of people. The Great Lakes Area Roto Fantasy League. It's a 15-team Roto, 5x5, five five, standard issue, 30-team roster, 23 starters, 7 bench. Uh, Dave McDonald's in this league, Sarah Sanchez, um, Marty Tallman. Uh, there's so many people. Uh, Doug Ishikawa, uh, God, I'm blank, uh, Jake, Jake Halusker. Mike Hall- Carter, Lucas Berry. Jake Hallisker. I said it right. Sorry. Jake Hallisker. Sorry. Dave Swan, Adam Howe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people you would know from many different podcasts and websites, yada, yada, yada. So if you're like, the oh, Midwest. who's that? The Midwest represent. That's right. We're coming for you, New York. East Coast bias. The Midwest rules. You drool. <laughs> That's gross. Sorry. <laughs> so the Glarf standings, dearie. I'll make sure I'll show it this time. I'm going to do this right. Yay! Okay, I did it right. Here we go. So, yes, I'm in first in Glarf, and uh, I'm not. I'm just showing you the standings. So, <laughs> no bragging. You're doing well. I'm dominating right now, but I'm number two overall. In so, remember Glarf. For those of you that are new to this, is part of Earth, which has ten different leagues overall, sub leagues by region, like Barf, the Bay Area, uh, Tarf, Texas area, Rotofan. I think they're calling that Tarf. Yeah, because there was already a turf, which was the Turf, surf, nerf. Yeah, <laughs> there's burf, a slarf, rarf. the St. Louis area. There's so many. There's 10 of them total. And there's 100 and let's look at the overall standings because there's 140. I don't, think, I don't think we're doing well as uh, within Earth. I don't think we're doing very well. I, I think I heard we were ninth out of 10 last week. Let's see. Okay, so there's, yeah, 150 total teams. Yeah, Glarf is struggling as a unit because someone also keeps track of how each league is doing overall. So even though I'm number two overall and Dave McDonald's somewhat in the top 10, it's not good. The rest of us are struggling. And there are 150 teams. This is the bottom of the list. And if you see, there's one Glarf. Uh, there's two Glarfs. Doug Roth, unfortunately. In last place. Sorry, Dougie. <laughs> Nothing against you, Doug. You're a fine man. But, uh, Jerry, where are you at right now in the overall standings? I'm, I'm uh, looking. I know I'm fifth uh, in Glarf. Pretty sure I'm top I think I'm top 30, maybe top 40 overall. Well, look at these names. So just to give you guys an idea of how many people are in this and the competition, I mean, it's big time. You got Matt Williams. You got Al Melchior, a legend in his own time, of course. Uh, Maddie Davis, Maddie Wood from the West Side, FTN Fantasy. Uh, Zach Betancourt as well. Zach Waxman, who's from the Draft Champions podcast, the legend himself, the funniest man in fantasy baseball. <laughs> So many legit people who know what they're doing, okay? These people are real players who... Dalton Del Don, coming in at 44 overall. Ryan Venazio himself. Ryan, you're in 42nd place. Ryan's part of TURF, T-U-R-F. 
And I'm still looking for Deary here. Here's Deary, 36, 36 overall. All right. Nice not job, bad. Deary. We're both not top bad. 40. That's great. Yeah, that's not bad. I'll take that. I'm very happy with that. So, yes, so many people that know what they're doing. This is a massive competition. Jenny Butler's 27th overall. She knows what she's doing. This, is a, fab, this is a fab league as well, which makes things uh, yes. you know, a little more exciting than, than Palazzo. Obviously, Palazzo, you draft 50 guys, and then that's it. You know, here, it's quite different. Fab Sunday, uh, which is great because the fab runs a little later in the night, which is good. So you can give it a one extra run through as you see maybe what happens in your TGFBI or some of your other fab leagues that run on NFBC. So you can kind of maybe tinker around uh, once you see what uh, some other bids came in and some of your other leagues. That's right. Very well said, Derry. Very well said. So that's Glarf. That's what's going on in the Great Lakes area, Roto Fantasy League, and Earth overall. All right, let's play a quick round of name that runner up fab It's time to play the most ridiculous and pointless game that is sweeping the nation. That's right. It's time for Name That Runner Up Fabbing. All right. Name That Runner Up Fabbing. You know what we do? We give you a Fabbing. We ask you to name the runner-up bad bid. Really quite simple. Not complicated in the least. Deary, would you like to go first? Yeah, there is some real fun bids last week in my TGFBI league. Uh, six or f- the top five bids right here. I mean, you got Jose Miranda, Royce Lewis, MJ Melendez, Edward Olivares, who unfortunately went to the DL, and then also Juan Yepes. So we're going to pick a couple of these guys off first, but we're going to go with the highest bid in the league last week, which was... Jose Miranda, Joe Adele was dropped for Jose Miranda. Obviously, Joe Adele sent to AAA. Jose Miranda went for a whopping $245. Mike, what is the runner-up bid? I will give you a lollipop if you're within 35 of this. Mm, Love lollipops. 245? 245, a fab budget of 1,000. Jose Miranda, $245. I'll say the runner-up bid was $226. Uh, (laughs) $65. Yeah, I was was quite shocked there. Got that one wrong. Hey, shit happens. That's okay. Wow. Yeah, Jose Miranda, he's still up. He's still part of the team. Hmm? Um, I don't think he's been crushing it. If I check his updated stats, he had a home run, his first career one last week. That was exciting crushed the shit out of it, and I saw the potential in the bat speed and just the absolute power that he showed. But, uh, yeah, it's been kind of quiet since. He's betting 128 right now in a limited duty, of course, but he's playing every day, so he's toughing it out. He's getting the playing time, and he's learning on the job, but if he doesn't pick it up here, it does look like he might have to go back down and get some more seasoning because Royce Lewis, the other Mm -hmm. guy on the Minnesota Twins, who's an elite prospect, he has been hitting. He hasn't hit for power, but he's been getting on base every game with hits and a walk here and there. So that's going to keep him up more than Jose Miranda, who could hit the skids and go back down to AAA. Well, I mean, you got you got Correa, who's on the uh, I.O. with a finger contusion, and obviously the big news last week was Miguel Sano Torres' meniscus. Uh, so if you look at Miranda, Miranda's played first base, he's played third base, he's DH'd, he's played every day in the last week. He's bet anywhere from fifth to sixth. Also betted second one of these days. So 
Obviously, if he can continue to get the playing time, uh, 245 might not be too insane. We'd like to see a little more pop out of that bat. Obviously, Alex Kirilov is back now. Royce Lewis is also getting consistent playing time. We'll see what happens when Correa comes back to see what the Twins do with this lineup, see how they shuffle it around. See how they shuffle it around. All right, it's my turn now, and I'm going to go with my main event. What's been going on in my main event? We uh, had a tough week with pitching. Uh, that Tuesday was really bad. Jesus Lazardo, Garrett Whitlock. Oh, that hurt on Tuesday. That was a big bummer. But you know who the the spotlight was on? Who shine was Martin Perez. Of all, he pitched very well that night, and I picked him up on Fab last week. So thanks, Martin, for coming through and getting me a nice win when I really needed it to counteract some of the awfulness on Tuesday. Martin Perez is your boy, man. Remember uh, the legendary Martin Perez start or sit? Yeah, in that case, I sat him. That's right. And I won the title because of that. So I'm always going to have a special place in my heart. Good memory. Good recall, dearie. Recall, recall, recall. All right, let's go with uh, Josh Winder. He's a starting pitcher for the Minnesota Twins. Is it Winder or Winder? I don't know for sure. I'm going to call him Winder. I believe it's Winder. Yeah, Winder would be odd. So Josh Winder was added. Bryce Elder was dropped. Good riddance. Total bid was $176 for Josh Winder. Name that runner-up bad bid, dearie. For Josh Winder, $176. This is your main event league? That is correct. Oh, man. How about 111? 111. That's a fun number. Actual retail price is 91. Not bad, Mm. dearie. Not bad. You have failed. But no, he hasn't (laughs) failed. Come on, give him a round of applause. That was close. And a big gap like that, I'm giving him credit. Well done. Nice work. Nice work. But yeah, the runner-up bid was ninety-one dollars for one seventy-six. Josh Winder, who uh, didn't pitch that great yesterday. I mean, it wasn't like god awful, but it wasn't like oh wow, this guy's worth one hundred and seventy-six dollars viable. So yeah, that's just my opinion. Uh, yeah, he went. Oh yeah, he went three and a third. Was not very good at all. So money well spent. Maybe we'll we'll see if he sticks around. Everybody's allowed to have a bad start. Uh, oh, we got some bids, some guesses, by the way. Donovan guessed one fourteen. That was that was close. That was one eleven. Donovan, you were within three, dude. That's amazing. No, I guess one eleven. I guess. Oh. What was the bid? Ninety one dollars. Oh, Donovan, you're right. You guessed one eleven. <laughs> My bad. Sorry. Uh, Star okay. Platinum, you were under at sixty four. The runner up bid was ninety one. Ninety one. I like you guys. This is the first time we're getting people actually guessing in the live chat. You guys are all welcome to get your guesses in. Deary, back to you. One more round. Uh, let's talk about Juan Yepes. You love this guy so much. I enjoy him as well. Yeah! That cleanup for the Cardinals. He's DH. They've thrown him in left field. This guy's got some really, really nice power. I saw Miguel Cabrera shout out Yepes the other day, uh, you know, for his first home run. Winning bid this past week for Juan Yepes was $71. What is the runner-up bid? $71? Damn, that's good. I'd love to have that. Yeah. By the way, one of my uh my 12 team OC, he went for $21. I was like, oh my God. Wow. That's a steal. It's a 12 team, but still, that's a steal. All right. So you said say that one more time. $71? $71. Okay. Uh Star Platinum is guessing 68. That's a fine guess. Donovan Miller says 69. <laughs> 69, yeah. Uh, boy, I'm going to say 52. Ooh, not bad. 63 is the runner-up bid. Oh, shit. Well, I think Star Platinum was closest at 68. Nice job, Star. Yeah. We'll have some party. 
We will. Our prizes are not fabulous. Well done, guys. All right, last round here. Let's go to my tag team league, which is a hardcore league. This tag team league, they don't they don't mess around. It's hardcore. Me and Eric Cross do this team together, co-manage. And you got a bunch of elite players co-managing. Every team co-manages, hence the tag team league. You get it? Get it. So let's do Nick Pavetta. Ooh. Nick Pavetta went for $131. Holy 131 shit. for Nick Pavetta. <laughs> yeah. Hey, remember we got some big, you know, we got some big hitters in this league. So if they think Nick Pavetta's worth $131, Deary, what is that runner-up bad bid for Nick Pavetta? 131. God, Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta. God, I would never bid for Nick Pavetta. Nick DeVos. Nick Pavetta. Okay, we got some his, bids coming in. Donovan says 27. Nick, Nick Pavetta and his 608 ERA. He must have had some good matchups Aww. this week. Well, he's got the Rangers this series, I believe. Hmm. That's why people. That was Nick the initial. Because we were looking at doing him for a stream. 5.2. Oh. Wow. Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta. What did you say was the winning bet, bet, bet was? I just like saying Pavetta. Donovan says 27. And Star Platinum says 43. The winning bid for Pavetta was 131. We're looking for that runner-up bad bid. Man, whoever bid 131, I think, is going to be very upset because I think the runner-up bid was much lower. I'm going to go with 38. <sighs> 38, huh? I'm sorry. The correct answer is 54. Okay. 54. Right. Thanks for still playing. Let's name that runner-up bad bid. Thank you, you everyone. Uh, Star Platinum was close to 43, though. Nice job, Star. You are good at this game. All right, let's name that runner up, Fabian. That's a fun game we play here on the Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me two. me two. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to this YouTube. We're like three away from 300. So if you haven't subbed this yet, subscribe now. Do it. Do it now. Come on. What are you waiting for? Come on. Kill me. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so oh, where are we at time-wise here? Hmm. Okay, we're already about an hour in. Uh, you know what? I wanted to mention this real quick. Jeremy Pena got hurt yesterday. Um, do you have any Jeremy Pena shares? I do not. Uh, I, I was late to the game once I tried to, to, to scoop him up. What happened to him yesterday? Oh. I missed it. Uh, well, he had a right knee issue, and he left with discomfort. So they're listing him as day-to-day, and that's all I know at this time, unless somebody else has a better update. But uh, it's unfortunate because I think he had three RBI in that game, too. He was playing well, and he's got a, over 800 OPS. He's been pretty solid. So it's unfortunate, but he might have to miss some time here, which is a bummer because, you know, we don't want to see that. Donovan says, star walking away with it. Yeah, he's good at that name, that runner <laughs> fab bid. There's no doubt about it. Guess what you think Kirby will go for this week? Oh, George Kirby? Sure. What do you think George Kirby will go for this week, Deary? I think he's going over $200 in a lot of leagues. I think that's absolutely fair. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to bid cuz I'm bidding. I just don't know what. I think I think he could go 200 plus. Yeah. If Josh Winder went for what he went, we just gave you an example. It was what was it? $176? And George Kirby's got to go for 200 theoretically. Now every league will have different contexts. Some people are more aggressive than others, so you really can't make a blanket statement, but if you're asking us to do so, I agree with Deary. It will cost you Easily triple digits and a thousand dollar fab budge, fab budge. I'm gonna start saying that. A thousand dollar fab budge. 
200 bucks probably very easily is the case. Kirby went for 404 in one main last week. Oh, wow. Wow. wow I mean, he's, he's, he's available in our Glarf, and in Glarf, I am suffering in pitching. So it's a little info gotta, on, on me. <laughs> you might have to, yeah, you might have to really push it. I mean, yeah. you know, how much, if you get a guy like George Kirby, he stays up the rest of the year, gives you an ERA under four, give you a K per nine around nine plus. I mean, that's worth a lot of money. So, I just, you're at a point here where it's almost mid-May. By the way, it's Friday the 13th, Deary. Ah! Oh, I had no idea. I had yeah, no idea. I didn't think about that till just now. But okay. it's mid-May, and it's only been about a month of the actual season, a calendar month, because it started on April 7th. Remember there was a lockout? You guys remember the lockout? Man, people were pissed about that. That was like a whole thing. People are sad. Like just a memory now. They were very sad. Uh, Donovan says, just looked 505. For George Kirby and TGFBI satellite number eight. Wow, that is, yeah, that's intense. That's very intense. Only one league had him available. Uh, oh, 550, not 505, Donovan says. Apologies. Okay, so it's $550 like, what did, for George what Kirby. What did Matt Brash go for in that, like, opening week? There were some big bids on Brash. And yes. Look, yep. at what is, look at what's happened to Matt Brash. I mean, is that going to happen to George Kirby? I know Kirby was a, you know, a little better track record down in the minors, but. But Kirby's also had one really, really good start here. I mean, he was yeah. excellent against the Rays, so that's going to bump up the price as well. I mean, it was a six innings, a shutout ball, got a lot of Ks. Brash just came out from spring training, and I'm like, I'm not trusting this. i got to see what's going yeah. on. I'm definitely not overbidding. But if, mm-hmm. if he had hit, then people would have looked like geniuses. But his control was a real issue. And George Kirby's control, I don't believe, is as much of an issue for him. He's not the kind of guy who'd be like, oh, God, I just don't know if he can keep his walks down. Because his minor league numbers suggest that he's – He's pretty good in that arena because that's the kind of guy I want to have in my roster. If you look at his walks per nine, really, really, really outstanding numbers. Yeah, yeah really doesn't it? I mean, his highest was 2.42 in 26 innings at double A last year. Other than that, it's always under two, and it doesn't get worse really when he goes up a level. I yeah, think I he's, guess, I think I he's special. Maybe, I guess maybe the biggest concern is how many innings you're going to get. I mean, combined in 2021, it looks like he had 61 innings last year. You know, didn't yeah. pitch in 2020, 2019. He only had 23 innings. Can he get well, 100 he innings a, out of him? He had over 80 innings pitched last year, right? No, nope, I'm a moron. You're right. I'm a dumbass. It's no, about I'm 70 innings right pitched, 41. He had 41 in high A and 26 in double A last year. So yeah. let's do the math on that. But you're right. You're right, Jerry. That's a fair point. But last year we saw people... They blew past. There was a lot of fears. Remember the innings pitched fears last year? Like, oh, my God, we're coming off the uh, 2020 Bozo season. We have no idea what's going to happen, and it could be awful. It could be hell on earth, and we got to make sure we prepare for this limitation of innings pitch. And a lot of people blew through the ceilings. So that gave me hope that we don't have to worry about that with a guy like George Kirby. Yeah, I hope I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Yeah. He can give you 100 okay. more innings. I, th- I think he'd be worth over 200. Ooh, Kirby was a control guy coming out of college and added velo and pro ball says J hook 703. Thank you, J hook. Appreciate that big time. And star platinum says, don't forget. Josh Lowe went for $555 in my name. <laughs> wow. Are we in the same? Wait, do I know you star platinum? Are we in the same main event? Is that the one with Dalton Del Don? <laughs> I think we, 
I never know who Star Platinum actually is because I've never heard the name, but I think we are in the same main event. That would make sense to me. Unless Dalton does too, and he paid the same price for Lowe, who is currently in the minor leagues, which sucks. Donovan Miller says Brash was $101 in week one. Yeah. I mean, there you go. That was not worth it, but that's the risky take. So I I picked up Marcus Stroman in a 12-teamer last Sunday, Deary. I thought Marcus Stroman was a guy that I'd have spent a lot. Mm-hmm. But it was $92, and the runner-up bid was 7 <laughs> So that sucked. That, that feels bad when that happens. So, but anyways, there you go. Uh, I just want to talk about Jeremy Pena. Hopefully he'll be okay. Not too serious. Uh, let's move into our main course here. Let's uh, skip ahead in the show, as they say. It's time to talk about the diamonds in the rough. The diamond in the rough. Scary. God, that's so scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. It, sounds a it is terrifying. Out of context. That's from a Disney movie, Aladdin. But out of context, it does sound. The diamond in the rough. Oh, God, dude, that's fucking scary, man. <laughs> play, it, play it again. It like, gives me the shivers. <laughs> Do it. The I like it. I like it. Okay, so uh, Diamond in the Rough is guys who could be on the waiver wire who might be not rostered at a high percentage, maybe 20% or less. Or, you know, it could be guys that are on people's benches, but they're not being used. And these are guys we want you to target because they have something to offer. They don't have a lot of hype. There's not a lot of buzz about them, but they have value within them. So, Deary, why don't you lead us off with your first. The diamond in the <laughs> don't do it. No, don't do it anymore. <laughs> the Diamond in the Rough. All right, one more time. Do it once more. <laughs> the diamond in the rough. <laughs> oh, God. I think I like it. Oh, oh, Kalnick was sent down. Did this happen today? It must have just happened. Oh, shit. Uh, Hang on. Hold the phone. Breaking news. We need yeah, a breaking do we, news thing. Do we, all, do, we all, do we all have to make roster moves right now? Oh. I, I'm, so, I'm so glad he was sent down. Who was brought up, though? Was Kyle Lewis brought up? Uh, Kyle Lewis should still be getting more seasoning. Okay, this is 20 minutes ago. The Mariners have optioned Jared Kelnick to AAA. Good. Good. That's too bad, huh? Yeah, it wow. has not worked out for him so far this year. <laughs> I don't see uh, if Kyle Lewis... Oh, here we go. Mariners moves. Jared Kelnick optioned to AAA. Uh, Sergio Romo is off the IL. Yay! Woohoo! Oh, here we go. Even more exciting. Steven Souza Jr. is called up for AAA. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. I told you, Lewis, they they were going to do like a three-week spring yeah. training with Kyle Lewis, so he's still it's not coming smart, up for another week or so. Smart. It's a smart thing to do. You have some other guys that can move around. Uh, Abraham Toro can play pretty much anywhere in the infield and you know a little bit of the outfield. So, uh, yeah, wait, wait on Lewis. Give him some seasoning down there. Give him kind of a proper spring training before you can, you know, halter him back up to the roster. And Kershaw's Kershaw, at the yeah. IL. Oh, fuck me. Wow, we're getting a lot of uh, – is that bad news for you, dude? Do you have Kershaw? Uh, I have him in our uh, 30 team dynasty, the league to be named later. That's really the only place I have him, but you know, pitching is extremely thin oh. when you have 30 teams and can't really make too many. Moves. Oh, that's yeah, dude. That is see in a 30 team dynasty like that. Yeah. That's brutal, man. That is really, brutal. I was, I was one of four teams. that was undefeated or three teams that was undefeated after four weeks. And it looks like I'm going to lose this week. Bye. Bye. Jared Kelnick. Bye. Bye. Clayton Kershaw. Very sad. Bye-bye. Oh, We're not happy about it. Just saying it's bye-bye time. All right, so those guys are gone. There's a little bit. Thank you guys for the updates. Our live yeah, chatters, everybody in the live stream, giving us the big updates while we're doing the show. That's why 
This is great. Interactivity makes the show better. It literally just made the show better because we could talk about things that just happened in real times with actual players. Okay, now back to the diamond in the rough. <laughs> All right, dear, who's your first diamond in the rough? Oh my god. Um, how about Yandy Diaz of the Tampa what? Bay Rays? So wow, he's only, dude. He's only fifteen wow, percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. I know a lot of people do play on Yahoo as well. Um, he has the second best Z contact in the league. Uh, he walks more than he strikes out. He's shown in the past that he can hit anywhere from ten to fifteen home runs. He can bat two seventy five. Uh, if he can improve that launch angle, which is really, really poor, maybe he can unleash a little bit more power and possibly get closer to twenty. What I really like about Yandy Diaz is he tends to bat third for this Rays lineup, which is like prime spot to be batting in when you have Wander Franco right in front of you there. So if he's available in your leagues, he's dependable. He's a guy who's going to be able to give you some good batting average. Uh, he makes really great contact. He doesn't strike out. He's going to walk more than he does strike out. So I think Yandy Diaz is a guy that you could scoop up, and he's at least going to be dependable for you. He can play several different positions on the infield, can play third base, can play first base. He's like that dependable bench spot if you're in a daily league where you can plug him in and he might be able to give you a, a solid game. Absolutely. That's a solid call, Deary. Yeah, Yandy Diaz. Um, the only problem with Yandy, though, is that launch angle just never changes. It's still at like a two. I, <laughs> I think it's four this year. Oh, it's four this year? Wow, Yandy! Wow, dude. That's pretty exciting. I'm almost shocked. I am shocked. I'm flat out shocked because that launch angle and ground balls are always the death knell with Yandy Diaz. I got no, nothing but respect two. for the guy. Yeah, it's I, yeah, it is too. See? Damn, it sucks. <laughs> it's actually a career worst. <laughs> It is a career worst. It's well, 2020 was the bozo season. That was negative 7.9. Just for the record, <laughs> he's hitting the ball below the dirt. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even. Hitting he's hitting like it off the plate, yeah. home plate. What the ball's going off neg- home plate every what time. Negative. I don't understand because it's going off home plate every time. I don't know. Foul balls. Uh, it's bizarre. That is really. Actually, I would like to know launch angle. If the ground is zero, right? The ground is zero. Apparently, it's not. If that's a plane, if that's where the what plane starts, the de- I'd like to know what zero is. It can't be the ground if he's going negative. And where yeah, does must- the, where does the launch angle start? Maybe it is straight on. Like if it's straight, straight on, on, that's zero from where your bat is. Yeah. So if it, if the plane good. starts straight forward, that's zero, and then you go below. If you're really hitting a ton of ground balls, it could be negative. That has to be the case, right? Yeah. Like always hitting ground balls, never putting it in the air. <laughs> that's how you get a minus 7.9 launch angle Amazing. good god man Woo! Uh, star platinum says brad miller rios on the dodgers uh yeah those are oh you're mentioning some diamonds some di- the diamond in the spoiler I alert had, i almost had brad miller on this list i was looking yeah at well he kind of spoiled one of mine brad miller was exactly one of my diamonds nice. in the rough there you go thank you dear brad miller i'll just go ahead and talk about him now then because brad miller goes on these tears, and I talked about him in Govier's Guys, which is another thing I don't mention. That's available on the Patreon. I try to do every night. I go through the box score. I comb it over. I pour through the stats, and I give you my opinions, some performances, and some overall seasonal analysis of where that player is going and whether to pick him up, sell him, blah, blah, blah. And Brad Miller was a guy I talked about the other day in Govier's Guys because he goes on tears, you know, I remember that game it was last year, two years ago. He had two home runs, seven RBIs. He was on the Cardinals that year. Every year he's on a team, and he goes on a tear, Deary. He hits a bunch of homers. He gives you power production. He can also steal bases, too, and it's useful. It won't be season long, but he might actually be in that streak right now because I think he's had 
three home runs over his last five or six games. So he's, he's starting to do that thing that Brad Miller does. Doing that thing he does. Brad Miller's on fire. Yeah, that's from uh, that thing you do. Yeah, he's got three homers in his last five games. And he got a stolen base. So why would you not want that on your team? And depending on your league, Yahoo leagues, he's got first base, second base, outfield. So he can everywhere. corner infield, minfield. Yeah, everywhere. And the that's the kind of plug and play guy. Exactly. He can just fill any spot you need, and he'll fill it admirably. So ride the wave of Brad Miller. He is the diamond in the rough right now. But in the end, he won't last forever. So just make sure you're aware of that. If you're playing fantasy baseball, you likely know Brad Miller only has so much to offer before he just kind of peters out. Because if he wasn't, then he would actually be like an all-star player. (laughs) If he could do that all year, he'd be a legit, like, wow, that Brad Miller guy is worth $100 million. He's this just guy not. hit 30 home runs once. He did. He, he, had 20, he had 20 last year in 377 plate appearances. Do you ever wonder what the missing link is with guys like this? Like, is it uh, dedication to the game? Because uh, he hangs on. He plays. He's still doing his thing. Uh, what is it? Well, well, real quick, Star Platinum says, Texas manager says Miller has no fear. He can go over 40, and he's still the same guy. That says <laughs> no a lot. Fear. No fear. And no fear shirts, dude. No fear. But no. what is it about guys like this? Is it? They don't have, they're talented because they're in the major leagues. They're in the show, but they're not that talented. And then eventually it just doesn't work out. Or what do you think? I'm not really sure what it is with him. I always feel like it's other prospects that are coming up that they want to give more run to. And they want to see more, you know, see what those guys have, you know, guys that are on longer contracts. I mean, Miller seems to be a guy who's hopped around the league for the last three or four years, but he's, he's just one of those like super utility guys, but you don't understand why he doesn't get everyday playing time for a guy that has no fear. Yes, that's right. Well said, dearie. Well said. Uh, Star Platinum says they get labeled. That's fair. Biases exist, not just in fantasy baseball. Recency bias is huge, but in real baseball, GMs and front office people, they all have biases. It happens. So I can buy that. In fact, I buy that quite clearly. All right, Jerry, let's go back to you. Who's your other diamond in the rough? The diamond in the rough. Uh, let's go with Jake Odorizzi. So we've seen this guy for many, many years. He's in Houston right now. He had a nice start last week against the Tigers. Uh, his barrel rate and his hard hit rate is way down this year. He's not striking a ton of people out. Is way below the league average. But what's really encouraging, he's only given up one home run on the year. He's a guy who can be an innings eater. He's a guy who can throw 150-plus innings on a really good team. What I really seems to be very encouraging about him is he's going more towards his cutter that he's throwing about 87 miles per hour. He's throwing that more than any other secondary pitch. He's not a guy who's going to blow you away with his fastball, but this cutter has been a plus pitch for him. So I'd really like to see who he's got for his next matchups in the next few weeks here. Um, But if he's someone who can continue and get a ton of starts throughout the season, I think he's a guy who you could place on your bench in a a daily league and just kind of check out that matchup, see where he is a good plug and play for you. And he's a guy who's got some, some moxie and pedigree. He's been in the league for a long time. He's shown over the years that he's he's capable of winning a ton of games. Like I said, he's on the Astros, a team that's going to win a lot of games this year. And I like what he's doing the, right now this year with that cutter, not giving up fastballs. Um, and, you know, he's not getting hit very hard at all either. So if he can bump up the K percentage, uh, I think that's going to be helpful for you. But I think Jake Odorizzi, who could probably available right now in a lot of leagues, uh, let me just check right now. Yeah, he's about 20% rostered in most leagues right now. So uh, oh. he's available, and 
hey, he's a veteran who can go out there and give you some innings. So I think Jake Odorizzi is worth a look. Damn, Skippy. Hey, I don't want to have Jake Odorizzi on my squad, but I respect your opinion, and you made a fair case. But So that's okay. Well, we're looking at guys that can give you maybe a month stretch that can help you out. I mean, I don't think these are year-long solutions for the rest of the uh, year. Uh, but- uh, 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 I mean, in my opinion, I already said Brad Miller wasn't, but it's case-by-case basis for me. Okay. This next guy I have, my diamond in the rough, is Felix Bautista of the Baltimore Orioles. Bautista. <laughs> Bautista. Bautista. Who could do the best Buck Martinez saying Bautista? Because that Buck always sticks Martinez. in my head. Bautista. Bautista. Now, I'll have to work on that. Bautista. (laughs) Right now, I was like, dude, shut this asshole up. Look, Felix Bautista, I can't stop, is a reliever for the Baltimore Orioles. He's 26 years old. He's had two. Utah, give me two. Two saves this week. And now I'm pissed. You can't predict the future, but I've been eyeing him and wanting to add him, but I wanted to wait for the right time. And now he's had two saves. I wanted to have like a one-off save, and so then he would go away, and people would be like, oh, that was just a fluke. And then I would add him. But unfortunately, he followed up his save earlier this week against the Cardinals, which was one-third of an inning. He got one out, so he wasn't necessarily supposed to get the save. He just came in to shut the door. But last night, goes an inning and a third, definitely got the save. So now he's going to be on everyone's radar, not going to be cool, and I don't even know if he's a diamond in the rough anymore, frankly, but to me, he still is. So he's going to be the closer of the future, but now he might be moved up to the actual closer. You got Jorge Lopez, and you're thinking, oh, Jorge Lopez is the guy, but I don't think that's the case anymore. And the Orioles are starting to show a little bit of hope by playing and entrusting some of the younger guys more. We got Adley Rushman, Adil Hall, and Grayson Rodriguez all at AAA. They're knocking on the door. But at the same time, you might say, well, the reason this happened is because Jorge Lopez was unavailable because someone died. God, all, think- these other te- all these other teams are so much more exciting than the Detroit Tigers. They have just like guys in the bullpen that could end up being a stud. And, you know, you talk about Rushman and Rodriguez and Lopez. Like, these guys are so much better. Well, like Stars, like I just said, Star says Lopez is away from the team. He was on the bereavement list, and that's why he got the saves. Yeah, that's fair. But I also think this guy could take over permanently because they've been wanting him to. It's just a matter of checking his control and making sure that he wasn't going to be too chaotic because if you look at his profile, there's some walks in there. (laughs) But in the major leagues, he's actually had his walk rate per nine as low as it's ever been at 3.21, and that's only in 14 innings pitched. I think that's promising. The guy throws gas. Last night, his max velo deary was 101.9. That's pretty good. Yeah, and so, I also think it's like looking at those numbers where his walk rate is really high. The sample size is also very low there. So, like, I, I go all the way back to 2017, and this was rookie ball. I mean, what are you going to take out of rookie ball? But that was the yeah. most innings he had, which was 67 innings, and his walk rate was under three per nine. Okay, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. You are a wizard, dearie. But I think Felix Bautista is a guy that is a diamond in the rough. He's widely available. Even though Jorge Lopez was on the bereavement list and he'll come back, I'm expecting Bautista to mix in. I think I'm going to start picking him up now because there are going to be more opportunities for him. And I do admit, though, that they want to have Jorge Lopez seem like he's a trade chip come trade deadline. So that is possible. 
I admit that. That is in play. But I think I've been eyeing Bautista since opening day, and I've heard some good things about him in the offseason, and I'm sticking with it. So he's the diamond in the rough for me. Deary, who's your next diamond in the rough? The are people giving up on Joey Bart right now? Uh, I would Uh-oh. imagine they probably are. He has four hits in his last 13 games. He has a 46% K rate. Uh, he also struck out a ton in the minors. But here, here's the thing. When he makes contact, he stings the ball pretty good at 53% hard hit rate when he does hit it. Um, he'd be in the top 10 if he actually qualified, but he doesn't qualify because he doesn't hit the ball enough. Uh mm-hmm. You know, throughout his career in minors, and even when he was up the last couple of years, he's always had a nice walk rate. He's a big-time heavy pull hitter. But you got to look at what else is out there for catchers. I mean, Tyler Stevenson has been absolutely on fire. I wish I had more shares of him. Too many people talk me out of Stevenson in the offseason. He's been a top 50 player in the last couple of weeks here. Contreras has been good. Dalton Varshow has obviously been good. Travis Denard, Real Muto, Smith. Outside of that, there's really not many other catchers out there that are performing. So Joey Bart is getting all the run here in San Francisco. He's going to continue to get the playing time. If he can continue to actually make some contact and not strike out a ton, I think within this lineup, he can give you some type of value. So I think there's still some opportunities. Only 25 years old. This guy was a big time prospect for them. Sure, he doesn't have the greatest hit tool. He's not going to be a guy who's going to you know, hit 25, 35 home runs. But I'm just looking at what else is out there for catchers, and there's really not much out there. In two catcher leagues, he's probably scooped up because most guys that are starting, he's already scooped up. But in, in you know, your daily lineup leagues, a lot of the Yahoo leagues, you know, he's probably available. And sure, he's probably going to strike out a lot, but if he can start to hit the ball a little bit more out there in San Francisco, I think there's a chance for him to possibly be a diamond in the rough. Yay! I love it. Christopher Deary, C. Deary1999 on Twitter. You should be following him. Of course, I'm MJ Govier on Twitter. GOV is in Victor IER and Plausible Podcast 2L2Z on Twitter. Find the Discord. It's free. Join us. Have fun. We can talk about Joey Bart all night long. Discord's open 24-7. My next diamond in the rough, I'm going with Kyle Higashioka. Now, he's not playing enough, but no, Joey Bart's not playing enough. Even these guys who are the starting catchers at times, they're so many days off for these catchers more than ever. It's so rare to find a guy like Wilson Contreras you know, who plays five days a week. That's exciting, but you're not getting that very often. And the reason I'm bringing up Higashioka is his expected stats. They're way above where his actual stats are right now. We're talking like his batting average. Expecting batting average should be 100 points higher than what it is right now or 80 points higher. His slugging should be way higher. And he's crushing the shit out of the ball, too. That's something... It's not everything. You know, hard hit rate and how hard a guy hits the ball and how that translates into baseball success. We all know if a guy like Yandy Diaz crushes the hell out of the ball and it goes right into the ground, it doesn't serve as much of a purpose, right? So context is everything, especially when it comes to hard hit rates. But I just look at what he's doing, Kyle Higashioka, and I think that this is a guy that you would like to add if you're struggling with the catcher position, uh, two catcher leagues especially, 15-team, two-catcher leagues. If you're looking for a backup catcher or someone to replace a guy like Carson Kelly who went on the IL, who was god-awful. Oh, god, I was so wrong about Carson Kelly. I was so wrong. I drafted no him way. so much. No. So did I. Oh, boy, I'm a jackass. But he's got a... <laughs> Higashioka has a 60% hard hit rate. That's absurd. That's absurd. And he's barreling the ball around 10%. And it's just a guy who's slugging should be much higher. It's 228. But his actual is expected slugging is 417. That's a big gap. His, his Woba's 208. Expected Woba's 100 points higher at 307. 
Batting average 170, expecting batting average 254. So this this gives me the vibe that he's getting unlucky. It's just not going his way because he's hitting the ball hard enough. He just needs to get some more plate appearances. A little bit more playing time would make a difference here. And a few breaks. Otherwise, I think there's going to be some stats to mine from Higashioka. I really do. So he's my diamond in the rough, and he should absolutely be available almost anywhere. Yeah, he he's similar to Bart. If both of those guys qualified for hard hit percentage, they'd be top two, I believe. Yep. That's a good point, too. Yeah, qualifications do matter. I mean, he had so. a 46, 46% hard hit rate last year. Really good. Launch angle yeah. was nice. 21 last year. Hit 10 home runs last year. Certainly he's available. Show- yeah, he's shown moments. He's an old man, too. He's 32 years old. He's not a child. So I, I just feel like child. he's not a child. Star <laughs> he's child. old. He's 32, but he's not. A <laughs> All right, uh, Deary, give me one more. Diamond in the rough. Uh, played again. I'm joking. Uh, Jesse Winker. Jesse Winker has been an absolute Winker. disaster right now. He's batting 204. He's got one home run. His e- exit velocity and hard hit rate is way, way down. Obviously, he moved from Cincinnati, much better park than where he's at right now in Seattle. Uh, here's the good news with Jesse Winker. So he's got a really, really good launch angle. It's the best of his career. Are we going to see a heat wave here? Are we going to see a new ball? Or, you know, it seems like guys are starting to hit the ball a little harder in this last week here. His walk percentage and his K percentage is right on par. Uh, swinging strike rate and his chase strike, strike rate is down. And it's, you know, a little bit better than par, you know, throughout the rest of the league. And here's what's re- really crazy. This guy has been awful against left-handed pitching throughout his career he's batting 270 against lefties right now and he's only batting 171 against righties that doesn't seem correct it seems like those numbers should be switched i feel like he's going to start hitting better against righties there's no way this guy's going to bat 204 sure he may not hit 25 home runs similar to cincinnati but i still like the lineup that he's in he's going to get on base a ton in obp leagues he's Still a must roster because similar to Brandon Nimmo, he just gets on base a lot and doesn't strike out. I feel like better days are around for Jesse Winker. I think he's a really good buy low candidate right now. If you have him, don't move off of Jesse Winker just yet. I think there's better days to come for Winker, and I think I'm really expecting these next two months to be a lot better for him. I've seen better days. Remember that song? Yeah, it's like, you know, typical of all the rest of the garbage late 90s songs where music just didn't know where they were going it was like you always say this we talked about this a couple weeks ago eve six i guess it keeps coming up so like it was the same thing with like rap in the late 90s like 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 the bands that were in the artists that were like the most popular just like none of it made any sense like where were we going mace i was exactly exactly (laughs) mace and then like whatever puff daddy was doing at the time like what what is going on there's better stuff out here yeah that's true he had a lot of control late in the 90s all right, my final diamond in the rough. The diamond in the rough. I'm going with Brendan Donovan of the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, this is a guy who just came up recently, and he's getting some playing time. He has outstanding plate discipline skills, okay? This is a guy who was notorious for drawing the walks in his minor league career. This is his debut in Major League Baseball. He's 25 years old, and he's had some silly walk rates. He really has. Even when he first broke into the minors at low A, 13% walk rate, 13% walk rate in 113 games. That's good, especially right off the bat. And he continues that double-digit walk rate, 11, 12 plus. And he's coming up here, and he's been playing since Paul DeYoung was sent down to the minors. Everybody thought Nolan Gorman would come up, and he would be the guy. 
mm-hmm. take over at second base, or and maybe Edmund would play shortstop. But what we have here is Edmund's been playing some shortstop. Brandon Donovan's been playing at second base. And I think what you you like what you see here. I really dig what I see here. This guy should absolutely be free to pick up anywhere. And he's got a really, really solid profile. Okay, there's no power here, really. So if you're looking for a lot of power, he might, you know, he could hit 10 home runs. I'll say that. But you're not, look, you're not looking at a 20 home run guy by any means. Uh, he keeps the strike rate down to under 20%. And I just like everything I see with him. And especially the fact that if things aren't going his way, he can get on base. And that's what I want. I want a guy who can get on base even when things aren't going his way. And he could give you 10 steals. So I'm all about Brendan Donovan, okay? This is a guy I'm telling you now. I think the Cardinals are like, you know what? We like Yepes. We like Donovan. And we're going to stick with what we got here because it's starting to go their way. That's a good thing for them. Brendan Donovan is my diamond in the rough. He's already had a home run. It's only been, well, 10 days at most. But he's starting to play every day over the last four or five days. Do it. Pick this guy up. He's played four days in a row. Sosa went to the IL and DeYoung got sent down. Like you talked about, Gorman isn't up quite yet. And Donovan's going to be a batting average guy. And he's going to bat at the end of the lineup. But look who's going to be batting behind him, even though he's at the end of the lineup. Tommy Edmond, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Juan Yepes. All All four of those guys have been great this year. So there's a chance for average and runs right there. Donovan he's Miller free. says in our he's live, he's, he's totally free. Donovan Miller in our live chat says, anyone with a Donovan in their name is cool with me. That's right. We found a Donovan for you, Donovan. Isn't that fantastic? Brandon Donovan is going to keep that job, I feel like. Even if Edmundo Sosa comes back, they feel that Donovan keeps doing what he does and he can play enough positions for them. They're like, you know what, Sosa, you go down to AAA. I really like his profile, but we'll see. But I'm, I'm thinking it's his. I'm thinking second base could be his job. All right, there it is. Those are our diamonds in the rough, dude. The in the rough. The last time we'll play it, because that's the end no. of the show. No. I know it's so sad. Don't worry, you can go back and listen to it, dearie. Yes. You can hear it as many. You can just keep rewinding it, keep rewinding it, and play it over and over and over and over. That's it, though. The show is over. We'd like to thank you all for being a part of our little world here. Discord, getting that Discord. I'm telling you, when we're not doing the show, the Discord is an extension of the show. It's just endless. Offerings of news and updates and analytics and everything you would need to know about players and trade offers. Have people review your lineup decisions, uh, fab stuff that's going down at the end of the week. We cover it all. And it's not just me. There's so many people in there that know their shit. They really do. And we fostered something really positive and quite useful in the Discord. It's free to join. I put the link in the live chat here. It's also available at the Plaza Podcast Twitter feed at the top. Where the Patreon is also available if you'd like to get more support there. Govier's guys, I do. We got rankings. Uh, we also have the AMA where you get exclusive access to Ask Me Anything. I do a couple a week. I did one on Wednesday and I'll do one on Sunday. So those are bonuses for the Patreons. I think we have a lot to offer here. You guys rule. You don't drool. Star Platinum says thanks. And Donovan Miller says thanks, gents. We appreciate you. Follow Chris Deary on Twitter, CDeary1999, MJ Govier. Thank you, everybody. Now, Take it away, Russell Crowe. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) 
and we are worth more than undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.